Get set for this episode of A-Level Biology Revision Bites, where we'll break down your revision into fun, bite-sized chunks while having a few laughs along the way. For more in-depth online learning, head on over to snaprevise.co.uk and see how our intelligent platform can transform your revision and help you score better grades with less stress. Here's the show. Imagine it's the middle of January. It's a Sunday, about 5.40am, and it's very cold outside, totally dark and raining heavily. You are lying in your nice, warm, dry and comfortable bed. Maybe your cat or dog is sleeping at the foot of your bed. You hear the rain drumming on the window. Would you get up unless you really had to? Come on, be honest. Well, let me tell you now, I wouldn't. It would really need something to get me out of bed. In the same way, a lot of molecules involved in biological reactions are quite happy staying as they are and are in no hurry to change things. So, how do you metaphorically get a molecule out of bed? One way is to use an enzyme. In this podcast, we'll be looking at enzyme activity and especially at the rate of enzyme-controlled reactions. Now, you probably know that enzymes are often advertised in washing powder TV commercials. Some stereotype mom or dad lifts a sports shirt and looks on in astonishment at how amazingly well a detergent brand has cleaned off the mudstains from their son's rugby kit. The enzymes are the heroes of the story. Biological reactions occur at different rates, depending on the conditions. We define the rate of reaction as the speed at which a reaction occurs, which is sort of stating the obvious, but there you are. The rate of an enzyme-controlled reaction decreases over time as the enzymes use up all available substrate. Therefore, when we are investigating factors which affect enzyme activity, the initial rate of reaction is used, as that's the time when everything is in play. That's a bit like eating a KFC boneless banquet. Great at first, if you like that kind of thing, but once the dip and corn on the cob run out, It's just not the same really, is it? Where was I? Oh yes, the major factors affecting the rate of an enzyme-controlled reaction are enzyme concentration, substrate concentration, temperature, pH, and if there are any inhibitors present. Optimal conditions are defined as conditions that maximize an enzyme's rate of reaction, which is kind of stating the obvious again, but remember that for your exam as you might be asked for a definition. Right, let's look at enzyme and substrate concentrations. Reactions can only occur if the enzyme and substrate collide to form an enzyme-substrate complex. Therefore, that means the relative concentrations of the enzyme and the substrate in a solution will affect the rate of reaction. Let's now dig a bit deeper on enzyme concentration. As long as there is an excess of substrate, the more enzyme molecules in a solution, the greater the chances of a substrate molecule colliding with an enzyme's active site to form the enzyme-substrate complex. So, it logically follows that increasing the concentration of the enzyme increases the rate of reaction. You want to get those gravy, milkshake and chocolate stains off a school blazer that you left over the summer holidays 
in a sports bag thoroughly and quickly, the enzymes in your detergent are going to help you out. Am I starting to sound like a TV commercial? Stop me if you think so. However, if the amount of substrate is limited, after a certain point, increasing enzyme concentration will have no further effect on the rate of reaction. There will be too few substrate molecules to fill all the available active sites of the enzymes which are present. And still, a dirty blazer. Gross. So, that brings us to substrate concentration. The higher the substrate concentration, the more collisions there are between the enzymes and the substrate molecules, and the higher the rate of reaction. However, after a certain point, all enzyme active sites are already occupied. Therefore, increasing substrate concentration will no longer affect the rate of reaction. This is the saturation point and the point at which the rate reaches its maximum, which we write as Vmax. Okay, next, we should look at temperature and pH. The rate of reaction also depends on how well the substrate fits in the active site. Enzymes have a highly specific active site, which is determined by their tertiary structure. If the tertiary structure is altered, then the shape of the active site will change and the substrate may no longer fit. The tertiary structure of an enzyme may be altered by changes in temperature and pH. Increasing the temperature of a solution increases the kinetic energy of the molecules within it. As the molecules are moving faster, they are likely to collide more frequently and with greater energy. Therefore, increasing temperature increases the rate of reaction until the enzyme reaches its optimal temperature. That's one reason why washing machine powders have recommended temperatures. If the temperature is raised above this point, bonds within the enzyme start to break, altering the shape of its active site. At some point, the structure is so disrupted that the enzyme stops working altogether. At this point, the enzyme is said to be denatured. Denaturation is a permanent change where the enzyme is no longer able to function. Enzymes are your friends, but also a bit sensitive. So be nice to them and don't do the denaturing thing, okay? It just depresses them. Read the instructions on the washing powder box. Finally, let's deal with pH. Organisms are host to a range of pH environments, and there are several different enzymes that work within these environments. All enzymes have an optimum pH value. If you deviate from that value, it can alter the ionic and hydrogen bonds holding the enzyme's tertiary structure together. The breaking of these bonds can cause the active site to change shape, decreasing the rate of reaction as the substrate is less likely to bind to it. Extreme pH changes may cause the enzyme to denature. Now, I already warned you once about the denaturing thing. I don't expect to have to bring it up again, okay? So, there you go, enzyme activity. What have we just learned? Well, many proteins are enzymes and the properties of an enzyme are related to the tertiary structure of its active site and its ability to combine with a complementary substrate or substrates to form an enzyme-substrate complex. We also learned about the effects of the following factors 
on the rate of enzyme-controlled reactions, enzyme concentration, substrate concentration, pH, and temperature. And finally, be nice to your enzymes, and they will respond by helping you out. That's it for today's episode of A-Level Biology Revision Bites. Are you looking for some extra help to improve your grades, but can't bear the thought of forking out £50 an hour for a private tutor? Neither can we, and that's why we built SnapRevise. SnapRevise is an intelligent platform that provides high-quality, tailored support that is more effective than private tutoring and is available anytime, anywhere, for a fraction of the cost. We have a whole range of amazing resources to suit all learning types, from bite-sized videos, self-marking quizzes, to mini-revision guides and predicted exam packs. We've built extremely smart technology that accelerates your learning by finding your knowledge gaps and filling them. And we have on-site tutors who are available to answer your questions 24-7, so you're never left in the dark. Head on over to snaprevise.co.uk or download our app and get your free trial now. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can get the latest podcasts as soon as they come out. And while you're at it, leave us a review and give us a rating so we can keep bringing you as many free, high-quality podcasts as possible. See you next time.